but he's bought his A-game today, Sepoy. He's going to absolutely blitz them. Gate holders months ago, and Piero won it. It's Vancouver with his head in front from English, and Vancouver, the favourite, draws away for Tommy Berry. The capitalists, the Magic Millions winners, drawn clear in the slipper, Yankee. It's she will right in front, the $20,000 Phillies got the slipper one. And stay inside, Tommy Berry wins his third golden slipper. Animos. Golden Getter coming through his Fireburn with a big run off the fence. And Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli his second golden slipper. Fireburn beat this. And now on PG Podcast Network. It's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. One of the great days on the Australian racing calendar, five group ones. It's Golden Slipper Day. We can't wait to pull it apart with Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals. And Vince, adding to it is that this year we can talk about clean ground. Yeah. just Could you imagine if you just had group racing every week? Wow. <laughs> You'd be happy. Oh, man. we it would. Bring me back to the days then when Saturdays used to just have the best horses running all the time. That's a good idea. It's a, <laughs> it should catch on. All right. Well, Rose Hill, uh, fast track tomorrow. It's going to be a, it's a hot day in Sydney today. It's a hot day tomorrow. So we can't wait. We've been you know dealing with bog-heavy tracks in Sydney in the recent years. So finally, we've got a feature day with really uh, perfect weather. The rail's out two metres. How are you expecting Rose Hill to play? Well, again, on speed, it's going to be an advantage, Ralphie. Two or three off the fence, you know, those next four running lanes are very, very solid. On pace is definitely an advantage, particularly on, you know, because those leaders are going to run, they're going to be in the lanes all the way. Midfielders can definitely be also in the race if you can be stalking maybe three, four lengths off that lead pack. Oh, I'd be worried if you if you're ten or twelve off them. You have to do the Zach Purton unless you understand how to weave. Uh, it's trouble. <laughs> you're referring to his fantastic ride on our oh. a couple of weeks ago, of course. Yes, uh, yes, that was that was brilliant. Um, all right, it's Golden Slipper Day, so let's start with the Golden Slipper For speed forecast on your early edition race speed profiles. Fast, nice and simple there. But the other point that's uh, of interest is your IVR forecast plus one. What you're saying is, and we've tracked tracked this group that uh, so far there hasn't been a standout. Maybe one puts its hoof up tomorrow, but at the moment these are a pretty even bunch of two year olds today. They are, and we know that when we see this sort of setup, we're probably going to end up with a, another year where the Golden Slipper winner is going to most likely be somewhere in the low to mid twos. It could right. be, you know, very fast track. We might see an overextension of that. So there is an expectation from my end that we're going to see some new PB. So if you ever, if you don't have the ability to get anywhere near plus one now, you're in a lot of trouble. 
All right. Well, you say speed forecast is fast. What's the technicals there? Well, I'm I'm done with these big races about thinking that there might be some sort of scenario where it won't happen. We know with the young horse, they're just going to roll. We've seen it. How many times we've seen it on the Golden Slipper? It's just a repeat, right? They run fast and. I can't see him run anything, anything less than two lengths above the benchmark. That's the slowest. It's more realistically going to be four to six above. And there'll be an over, over, overexertion as well. I have no doubt there'll be an overexertion. So I'm being pretty modest in my view that four to six is uh, the starting point. And no surprise if they go plus six or eight. <laughs> Uh, another starting point is that the Phillies ran a little bit qu- quicker overall a fortnight back, and that's often what what uh, what is a good guide. But you're saying this could be an illusion. Uh, two weeks ago, we we saw that uh, learning to fly one. She's unbeaten, of course, and and she won slightly faster than Cylinder, who beat Red Resistance. But the breakdown showed a different setup for events. That uh, actually the softer early tempo uh, shaped that race, and that Cylinder is ended up your most advantage at the moment. Yes, well, I definitely do feel that. And, I mean, I know if you're looking at a horse like Learning to Fly, I mean, hasn't done anything wrong, Ralphie. All it's done is just win each race. Yeah. Could there be this situation? Because it was the first time – well, we're not, I shouldn't say the first time. The reality was that turnaround in speed just from the start before this is on the 11th of the second at Randwick over 1,100 when it went six lengths below benchmark. Then they stepped it up to 1,200 for the first time. And we're seeing this – uh, change of speed and all of a sudden learning to fly has had to sort of break benchmark through the first section and probably did a really good job, you know, to but, you know, just slightly increase the pace between the 8 and the 400, but the drop-off was there. Now, I looked at the first up run of this horse and it went benchmark, Ralphie, over 1,100 and finished off the last 200 moves with a plus 2.1. Now, right now, I I sort of sit back here and say to myself that a horse like Learning to Fly is a little bit of a negative for me. I didn't like the way that ended up being that race over the last 200 metres. Firstly, the drop-off in the speed was a little bit too much for me because it went from between the 8 and the 6, it was travelling 2.6 lengths faster than standard. Then it, the deterioration kicked in, Ralphie, between the 6 and the 4, it was minus 1.6, and that's where I took the measurement from to the finish line. The horse de-accelerated by another two lengths. Now, let's be real. It wasn't really a brutal pace, right? Yeah. It wasn't. Not like what it's going to be tomorrow. So what's that mean? That means to me, right now, the horse could be coming to the end of the campaign. It's very hard to predict with two-year-olds when's the end of the prep. So I'm sitting here saying that's a chance that it's end of prep, and how are you going to cope if you're running in a race where it's going to be probably four or five lengths faster than what you faced last start? And where does that put you in the running line? Well, you know, in the running line, if you maintain that speed of benchmark, you're probably still capable of, um, you know, striking at the lead packet over the last 400, but not off that finish. In, a, in the apples to apples, again, we said there was slower early tempo in the in the Colts, but last 400, cylinders, seven lengths faster last 400 than learning to fly. Yeah, well, see, uh, this is where I feel like exactly like we touched on, Ralphie, is this is where the illusion is. Firstly, 
cylinders first up run. Now let's have a look at this, Rolfie. We just talked about learning to fly. It's just really lining it all up. And cylinder went 2.1 lengths below benchmark first up. Just a couple of lengths slower than what learning to fly did first up at 1100. But then you look at the last 400, cylinder's gone plus 5.2. And then when cylinder's found itself in a race where they've gone 6.8 below benchmark, the horse has produced it in excess of, well, just over 10 lengths mid-race squeeze and three and a half lengths above benchmark and still finished off the last 400 plus 1.2, having a soft first section. I then look at the taper at the end. Now I'm looking at this taper to bring a horse to the peak. It's not a taper to say you're at the end of your campaign. All it indicates is that 0.8 of a length drop off last 200 metres means that you can be confident this horse is set to turn up tomorrow, all things being equal, and run somewhere on the absolute low, obviously, is going to be plus one, but it's realistically going to be more like plus one and a half. And then here's your chance to run to a new PB. Could you be one of maybe three horses or four horses that can um, find another length and finish up in the plus two range? And I'd say he this really does of- look to have that complete box ticking approach, uh, stable jockey barrier <laughs> set to peak. He, he really does look look to have that fault in a sort, sort of preparation leading to this race. Yeah, and, and O'Shea's we've seen it already. From, no, come uh, 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 oh yeah, he's 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 got the horse in top form. Yeah, uh, Little Bros. Uh, sorry, before we get to Little Bros, we'll, we'll, we'll match up with Red Resistance, given that uh, Cylinder beat it. Red Resistance started favourite, and it started favourite for a reason. And that barrier trial was phenomenal. Uh, and I think that was the word you used. And you, you said yeah. you expected him to really peak. Post that race, I heard what I wanted to hear from Gay Waterhouse. She said the jockey went too slow. That won't be happening in Golden Slipper Day. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, yes. <laughs> Well, this is going to be interesting, right? Of course, that yeah. won't be happening with Gay. We love her, right? When she's got her horses like where they need to be, they just they run through brick walls. And maybe in the beginning, you know, the Adrian Bot Waterhouse, they'll probably, you know, maybe Mister Bot was looking for a little bit of a hybrid move, right? Not let's not be brutal with all horses, but he's also realizing what an advantage it is if you are a bit brutal with them, right? You yep. tend to win more races. That's usually what happens, and big races. So a couple of ways of looking at red resistance. Just on actual races, the horse has got a point, uh, three profile above benchmark, but the barrier trial was a plus 2.1. Now, I haven't plugged that in yet because that would automatically make him on top of what, I, what I've uh, done is, because it's you know it, it was only 800 metres, and even though I took heavy adjustments, the reality is I'm fairly confident the horse has got a plus two in its armour, and that's why I've scored it, you know, hard in the top three. I I am a little bit worried about, you know, what happens if they go plus eight, plus six, right? I am a little bit, I am a little bit worried, Ralphie. Uh, what does that mean? Maybe the rest are too tired, they can't catch it. But it yep. does leave you a little bit of a sitting duck, right? It does, it does help a horse like Cylinder, Don Colleone, and maybe to a lesser extent King's Gambit. It does help them, right? to potentially um, run you down. So this is the horse they've got to run down. I have no doubt. Now, I I don't actually – is he going to lead? You know what? I, 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 is, will Preble do that, Ralphie? 
Will he well, do I that? Think his, his intent will be to, to get out of the barriers and then with a fast horse out wide uh, and a, a world-class rider like Preble, he's just going to say, well, if, if it's going completely silly, I know I can slot in because yeah, he'll be faster than most. Yeah, exploring that fast seal, they're, they're, they're quick horses. Yeah. They're quick. They're quick. I mean, I know you look at the barrier trial, it's a bit of an, you know, like it is a little bit of illusion. I mean, the horse was only travelling 4.3 below Ralphie, right, when it had that huge margin. The margin was really all created by how phenomenal the horse was over the last 400 metres. That was elite level. And, you know, I haven't seen any two-year-old go that good, Ralphie, not even Vancouver over the last 400 metres. And and without the stats, and I know you say stats are static, and rightly so, but there are many horses who have been beaten as favourite in their Golden Slipper lead-up and grand final day, they come to play. So you've got him hard in your top three along with Cylinder and you expected them both to run very well. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm under no illusions. I have a high expectation, and I expect you know big runs from from these horses. And this, and straight after the event, I said to myself, "We're looking at the two horses that should run one, two, and the slipper." That was my view after the event. But you know, I went back, and then I looked at you know I shouldn't be ignoring a couple of these other horses that come from a different form line either. Yeah, well, I mean, since I've worked with you, Vince, pretty much the, the blue diamond comes out and the, the, the figures are softer than uh, than what, what yep. happens, uh, what's been happening in Sydney. And I think Extreme Choice might have been the outlier there. But uh, this isn't the case this time. Uh, Little Bro's produced a big figure and Don Corleone, who we sizzled on a fantastic first up run, got back on track, chased it hard. And really what they did on, on data-wise at, uh, at Sandown there in the blue diamond was stacked up very well. It really did, Ralphie. Firstly... Tactical speed, excellent improvement. Well, we're just talking about learning to fly, but look at the shift with this horse. First up, sand down, minus 5.4. Second up, plus 2.7. We're talking about in excess, well, just over eight lengths, turnaround early speed. Even in the mid-race, the horse ran a length and a half faster than what it did first up. It did taper a little bit in the negative over the last 400 metres. But look what happened when you're negotiating coming down the hill between the four and the two. Cost the horse around 1.3 in energy distribution, Ralphie, and then it rebounded to finish off benchmark up a hill. You just sit back here and you say to yourself, that is, you know, an outstanding performance. Absolutely outstanding. And and if, if I sit back here and say, just repeat that run. I mean, the Rose Hill track will be easier for this horse. Does, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't possess any big straight line speed, right? So it could end up being a one pace. That might be the downside for the horse because it doesn't get the advantage. We've got a powerful group of horses up front, right, who can yep. create big speed. But you are going to be in the right position. And just you just got to hope that you've got the grind to be able to outfinish them. Well, it, won't be a disadvantage of Rose Hill for the horse. I don't believe so. So I'm respecting it. The question is, how far above 1.7 can you go? Well, if you just run to that level, you, you probably automatically got yourself a top four berth. And if you can find a length, then you, you're going you're gonna to get a podium spot. Where, where, so where does Don Corleone fit in? I suppose from a uh, if, we're, if we're charting a graph, he, he was big on debut. He, he dipped and he, he got things wrong at Randwick, but as a back-on-track run, if he elevates off that, he, he has to be hard in the race. Well, he's another runner that's um, hard to ignore as well, Ralphie. Really appreciate the way the horse did a massive turnaround in early speed. It was around seven and a half lengths from run to run. And mind you, when you look at the grounding of this particular runner, 
it's had that perfect grounding to bring the horse to its absolute top. I did, I did really like that all the sections were above benchmark last start as well, which was really good to see. Uh, yeah, there's a little case there to be made that, you know, from an energy efficiency point of view, it might have been slightly better than little bro so therefore i can't give it the advantage but they profile in a very similar manner in terms of uh, where they're at and they you know this is another horse that looks set to run somewhere you know half a length maybe maybe a length above what it did last start maybe all right well king's gambit was so exciting when he won on debut at uh, on caulfield guineas day he was sent south by the snowdens because of the very wet tracks in sydney dominated got a couple of things wrong these two runs uh returning but as we've said talking about training's intent this horse came back into work with one goal and it's tomorrow in the golden slipper it's trial looked electric what the clock say yeah well this is the perfect trial now one thing factor this horse has in terms of profile ralphie that the others that we've spoken about and this is in particular little bro and don corleone is this horse does have a high acceleration off a 400 metres. Like this horse has got the capacity to easily put down a plus five to six range last 400 metres, like a big sprint off reasonable speed. Now that barrier trial, 5.2 lengths below first section, no real change in the, in between the eight and the 400, just slightly slower. Like a, it's gone from minus 5.2 to minus 6.1 and then the big kick down. The actual exertion was 10.5 lengths and it was 4.3 lengths above benchmark almost matching what it did at rose hill over the last 400 mind you different race shape you know a real race but now what i've got this horse has got a firm profile last 400s have always been electric that is a sensational guide for horse climbing to 1200 it's got a, it's a natural horse as well. What I mean by natural is, Ralphie, it can float through the first section without overextending, so it's not overreaching. It can do it even at benchmark speed. In other words, it can accelerate from, say, three or five lengths below benchmark, take itself to benchmark between the eight and the four, and then still have a massive kickoff over the last 400. They're all the right signs that you need to be looking for for a horse that can take the step to 1,200 metres and maintain its running line in terms of the way it strides and efficiency of energy. He's a pretty cool off-pace rider too, Mark Zara. Yeah, I... I I, I love, that's where I love him to be. He's just got to make sure, because he's not a normal engagement rider in terms of Sydney, he's just got to make sure he doesn't fall into the trap that he thinks he's at Caulfield. What, what, what does that mean as far as oh, getting too far is, back? Yeah, no, getting too wide. Oh, so yes, I say he's a master of finding lanes at Caulfield, but the lanes aren't there if they're going fast at Rose Hill. Is what yeah, because you've got to you've got to be like sixteen off the fence to find the lanes again at Rose Hill, right? So, yep. if for some reason, some crazy reason that happens, then yep. great. But he needs to be in those six lanes. He's got to be looking at how'd Zachy do it? Yes. How'd Zach Purton do it? The space will be there, Ralphie. The space is going to be there because they're going to they're going to tear. There'll be plenty of room. But there's not going to be no room if you're going to try and think about where you want to be between the six and the four. You already need to know where you're going to be approaching the 600. At the 800 metres, you need to be in that position. There'll be plenty of room, and you should be able to navigate yourself into a great position. And hopefully when he turns for home, if he's only giving the lead pack four to six lengths, then you know he's got the ability to run him down. 
Very quickly, we've got so many good ways to talk about, yep. but uh, Shinzo and Steel City, word word on on the, both those because they're in the market. All right. Well, just firstly, Shinzo, it's a horse that I have been keeping an eye on because it, it was a good trialer and it looked like it had some talent. It's interesting. Very similar footprint to King's Gambit, Ralphie. Very relaxed horse, doesn't overextend itself early and does have a finish. Now, the acceleration over the four, last 400 metres hasn't been as good as a King's Gambit, and I'm not sure that it's just going to come to the forefront tomorrow. But what we do know is there's no question that Waller will have the best this horse could produce. Now, are you able to come from a minus two range and improve five lengths on Golden Slipper Day? My view is I'm going to say no. But what happens if the others don't run to their numbers? And you only got to find three. If you got to find three, maybe. If you got to find five, no. Steel City, the other runner. Well, Ralph, you are not from this stable. They, <laughs> you, don't take, uh, you don't want to take on this stable. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, you know, like they, they can do anything. They yep. can, they can literally do it. There's nothing I've seen that they can't do. And there's, <laughs> have a look. The horse went five point two two starts back. Are they going to do that tomorrow? Are they going to also try and want to, you know, fly the coop? <sighs> well, if I look at last start when they were really pushing and the horse went 0.8 above, I couldn't believe what it did. And probably that's what I expected to see at Sandown, Ralphie. You know? Yes. But that plot plus 0.7. But you know what that taught me is let's say the horse had done that type of ratio, it wouldn't have won. Now, the horse just by default puts itself up there because the profile of last start was solid. And the run at Rose Hill, second up, was also really solid. Shows some good sustained speed. Could they reverse the energy and take a sit and then try and use an explosion last 400? Well, nothing's impossible with this stable. So I don't want to be with it, but it will be no surprise if that horse wins. You know, they can do anything. All right, well, we'll talk business tomorrow, but it sounds like you, as far as the market's concerned, you, 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 you're more for the Colts and, and sort of uh, you've got doubts about learning to fly against these. Yeah, my view is, I don't know, what price is red resistance just right now in the early rough? Because I know you look at these things. That's $10. Yeah. I'm just sort of sitting back here saying that might be a good price because realistically, I just can't feel that horse is going to shorten tomorrow. So yep. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like that just looks like a really good price right now. Nice. Well, let's roll to the next race, and they'll, they'll be rolling here too in the Galaxy. It's a nice, fast mm-hmm. race, and uh, and we've got, got the old legend up the, up the front who's top of the weights in Eduardo, but some real talents below him as well and some fast horses engaged too that's surely going to create a fair bit of heat. How are you, how are you uh, assessing from the technicals the uh, speed in race nine, the Galaxy? Well, I put I put above average, right, Ralphie, because yep. it's a slightly smaller field. But realistically, I, the starting point should be plus two, and yep. they, we could ratchet up to a, probably a plus four, five. So it's not going to be a race that's going to be a cruisy one. It's going to be a race with pressure as well. It's eleven hundred meters. So it's the first three hundred meters. I, I see good movement. There's a number of horses that want to own the front or be part of the front, so they're not going to get it by coasting. They're going to get it because they're going to have to earn it and therefore this is going to create some artificial energy and put a bit of a drag on a couple of horses because I feel that a couple of horses are going to be forced to be there and that might be slightly out of their comfort zone which might come and 
you know, bite him in the backside towards the back end of the race. And it does open up the race for the midfielders and the stalking runners. It really, really does open it up for those horses in this race. If you're seeing your race speed profiles, you're, um, this is the early edition. Of course, you've got Zoo Style leading. It was phenomenal at, uh, in these early speed in the Oakley Plate, Eduardo. The other horse that's for probably worth putting on the table, Vince, for, for particularly for Sydney punters who haven't got a real profile on this horse. He mucked up the oh, sorry, sure, he mucked up the start in the Oakley Plate. Normally, when she's clean out of the gate, she's got serious early speed too. She really does, Ralphie. I mean, have a look. You can see the profile. The horse has gone as fast as plus 5.8. <laughs> and yeah, my typical profile for this horse, I've, I've marked this horse's uh, footprint as a low end plus one plus two low end. That's yep. the low end speed for this horse. And yes, 5.8 at the top end, but that means anything between benchmark plus two, three, four is right up this horse's alley. And I, I can't, I, I just, they're going to roll and this horse is going to be there. Are they going to make that net? Is, is Jai just going to make the next step, try and get to the front? Well, he's not silly. He's probably yeah. going to say, "Okay, well, I can, I can just cope, be part of the pack, and still be in his zone." So you said about the stalking runner at, at uh, the Oakley Plate winner, uh, Uncommon James, who who was ridden brilliantly by Ben Thompson, uh, stalking uh, the, the the fast uh, Zoo style first up. But Damien Lane is such a master as an off pace rider. He's ridden this horse twice. One was the uh, the enormous Caulfield win in August. The other one was first up before he had to go overseas for a commitment, hence Ben Thompson getting uh, on. But he's, he's back on here, and gee, looks to get the perfect run. Oh, Ralph, you know, like, oh, it brings tears because, oh, you know, I remember first up, I, I was in love with the horse in terms of what we could potentially see, and I didn't think it was enough. It's bad of me, very bad of me, right? And therefore, I didn't want to participate on the horse and at its next start and saying, okay, let's see if you can do it. But, geez, I wish I had a run what it did second up, first up, because then I would have uh, had no hesitations <laughs> in wanting to put all my money on it instead of nothing on it. And you just have a look at the run, 2.6 above last start, fourth best. That's not a, it's not a crazy figure, but the reality is it's now 100% trending to the 3.4, and... We know that this horse has got the capacity to to run to that level, and it does have an excellent 400-metre sprint, this horse. It's going to be ideal for this type of setup. Um, could there be any possible um, negatives? I can't see it because the horse, when you look at what happened between the 8 and the 400, Ralphie, the data's indicating this horse probably would have broken the 3.4 last start. So he, he probably slowed a bit saying, well, Zustal, you're going too fast and just yep. I'll, I'll, I, won't, I don't want to hit the lead too early and that, and That's rightly it. so got the money. But um, but what yep. you're saying is that the data saying that actually he could have extended more and, and it could have been a bigger figure. Well, 2.8 length slowdown, it's, 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 it's a decent one. And then I, yep. if I just go to the, you know, like really on, on, the, on the micros, you have to at least allow one length for that, Ralphie. Nice. So he's trending towards his right, yep. uh, his, his best, which is a great sign there. Uh, Remark, you've got second. I think this is the one the market's going to really come from. And I say this because seven kilo weight relief and, uh, you know, gun stable, uh, elite rider in, in McAvoy. It's sort of, it's it's the one that's, I, I just, yeah, like I said, I think the market's going to gravitate towards it. What's its case for? Ramwick, fourth of the second. First up, the plus 2.4 first up performance was fantastic. 2.4 lengths below benchmark. When I compare it to the trial, it was about three quarters of a length quicker. It matched it, the trial, through the 
the the eight to the four hundred, and then the explosion. I mean, look at the explosion over the last four hundred meters, plus seven point one. So what we know is this: this horse does have a bigger four hundred meter sp- sprint than Uncommon Jones. So if they get into that battle, there's a big possibility the remark's going to be able to outkick it. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to be, how close are they going to be next to each other, approaching the six hundred meter mark. So barrier nine could mean that he's a pair or two further back than ideal, pace-wise? Well, tactically, because they're going to, I reckon they're going to, the field's going to open up straight away. Yeah. He, he, he could easily, because McAvoy's pretty cunning. He's not scared just to push him forward. Yes. And, and he, he just might do that and push himself in a more forward position and all of a sudden find himself, you know, four or five lengths off that, you know, major league group and then be in the golden position. So it's a hard one for me to say. I, on some cases, I feel like he's going to be um, either alongside Uncommon Jane's and track that horse or maybe in front of it. So, as I said, I think the market will come from it because of that big weight relief. If we draw a line really from the uh, mid, mid-September last year, wins his first two runs as a gelding. So we always, you know, this horse, we, we sort of stamped, he's, he's got a bit of talent as a two-year-old, but just couldn't quite put it together. Well, now that he's been gelded, he just looks he looks a proper racehorse, Vince. He really does look a proper racehorse. And the question will be, how far above the benchmark will he be able to go tomorrow? And, and the hurdle rate's like 2.3, 2.4, and the horse is there. And Hawks, stable, they're dynamic, Ralphie. <laughs> Oh, Absolutely. So uh, even yeah, in fourth, that, Eduardo got beaten a nose in the last stride there by passive aggressive. The old boy's out there tomorrow, and uh, and he's he looks like he's he's trending to to get somewhere to his peak, uh, whatever that peak is now as a nine year old. How are you assessing him? Well, he did finish off better than Nature Strip, didn't he? Yep. When we look at the profiles, so. Again, when I look at the trial, lead-in was like 1.6 below. That gave me the inside. The horse was in pretty pretty forward. And he's, he's turned up and run plus 2.1 first up, third best of the day. He just got stronger through the race. So the energy efficiency was superb. Now, I don't believe Nash could have ridden it any better from, from a first up point of view. And there's no way the horse is in a tanking position. In other words, going to be flat going into the second up run, no way. I actually feel the horse is potentially on target to run 3.6 tomorrow. That's like a nice surge. And you can't help but feel, is this the horse they all have to run down again? It has to be, Ralphie. It just has to be. It's just got to be. I mean, yeah, Sue Style might lead and Nash will just sit next to it, but he'll go past it at some stage. And then he'll be he the horse that got to run down. He won this race two years ago showing blistering speed it was rated a soft seven the track well i'm looking at the breakdown vids there was no soft seven about the first <laughs> first 700 meters no but he won no, that race no. 4.8 no. legs above overall 3.7 early 2.5 in the mid race yeah just sensational right and this is just you know confirmation of this horse's capacity and ability and joseph pride yeah, oh, he, he's he's got the horse in good order, Ralphie. I, I don't believe he he's come to the end of his life yet. Nice. And uh, and speaking of Joe Pride, you've got Maria Mia, I suppose, from a from a rebound perspective because she exploded to a new PB two starts back, and that said uh, there was every chance she was flat last start. Yeah. So this is the headache horse for me, right? The headache horse for me. Seeing his believing that run at Rose Hill, Ralphie, that was like. Phew. 
wow, 4.1, best of the day. I go, a repeat of that performance or a lift off that run would make you a horse that should be considered for an Everest, right? If you could just make that next step. And it didn't, right? It went reverse. And and yep. I'm, I'm with you. I re, I'd say definitely flat. I mean, have a look at all three sections, 8.3 above when you combine it all together. So there was nowhere to rest. So, uh, yes, I probably thought, you know, 21 days the horse could rebound. But, again, it found itself in a position at the subsequent stop and the step up to the 1,300. was faced with the race again with no rest and had to use a lot of energy and probably didn't appreciate that extra 100 metres on that day. So if this horse rebounds and can reproduce what it did at Rose Hill two starts back, then this is the big value runner in the race. We're at about $10 there. All right. So we'll talk talk business tomorrow, but uh, that's the breakdown of the main chances there in the galaxy. Uh, does it, do, do we make it easy in the George Ryder? Animo, $1.60. How, we, how are you breaking down this? Uh, the, how this race shape will be and the performance level required uh, for Animo? Is it, is it one of those that uh, you just don't think anything will be good enough to take him on? Wow. Some good horses against him, <laughs> too, anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess this is what we – it comes down to this, Ralphie. I thought about it. One side of me says that I don't believe we've, we've really seen the best of Animo, no matter what. And the plus four, like it's gone plus 1.8, plus 2.8, plus four. That's the, This is trial 1.8, first up run plus 2.8. Ramwick last up plus four. It's it's the golden shape, right? And last campaign peaked with a plus five point one. If we go back to two further preparations at sixteen hundred Caulfield, the horse ran for five point nine. That was uh, October two thousand and twenty one, and then went to Mooney Valley and ran six point two above. If it runs to either of those figures, the horse should be a dollar twenty. Yep. No question. Question is, will it will it do that? Now, all things appear to be that this should should be what happens because I don't believe the horse has, has been asked for the ultimate effort. I mean, first up, 11.3 lengths below benchmark. Last start, 4.5 lengths below benchmark. This is the first section to the 800-metre mark. So we did see a big improvement in early speed. That should absolutely bring this horse to its top conditioning-wise. We look at the drop-off over the last 200 metres, and I know it was soft like in terms of had the race won, but it was still a 2.1 length de-acceleration, Ralphie. And that means that there was some impact from that early energy distribution and there was some conditioning blowout at the end. So I'm saying to myself, I'll be probably one of the most disappointed people if this horse doesn't run plus 5.4 on the low. And hopefully we see something closer to a new PB, given that we're going to have a quick track. But if it just runs to the 5.4, then I've got to probably expect respect Fangill, don't I? I mean, this horse is also Golden set Eagle. to now Let's run. Track this distance. Yeah. yeah, it's set to run to that run number. That They've got the horse peaking at the right time. And this is the expectation. This horse should be able to turn up and run 100% to the five range. And it's the first time that I've been seriously interested in the horse for this campaign. Again, that first up run was a monster. 
really, when you look at it. Yeah. It was big. It was fantastic. I mean, gone from 15 and a half lengths below benchmark, 3.8 above between the eight and the four. You know, the typical waller, huge exertion. But usually you see that see that in staying races, not in the middle distance races. And then a 7.7 above benchmark last 400. Didn't show the same characteristics last up, but you know, like look at the change in speed, Ralphie. It was 13 lengths turnaround in speed, early speed. That's got to tank you out late. Had a slowdown as well between the four and the two of two and a half. So didn't matter where I put the chess piece, this horse is going to turn up and run above five. There's no ifs and buts. And mind you, I'm saying that doesn't mean the horse doesn't have more to give. So I do expect this horse to um, test Animo only on the basis of Animo doesn't run um, to what it was doing two campaigns back. Probably worth putting on the table too that he could have uh, run, she rather, as in he, Chris Waller, could have run her last week in the uh, in the Coolmore. He said he won the race with Espiona, so he chose to miss the Group 1 to take on Animo. Trainers intense a powerful tool, Vince. Yeah. Yeah, it is a powerful tool. So. And... <laughs> It's, um, he's going to get. He's going to get his opportunity to test it, and I feel this is a this is a horse that hopefully we can just be patient, and that price will drift on Animo because realistically, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow in more detail. But oh, I just hope that you know, the avalanche comes Fangirl as well. All right, could be a could be a place option because you're a, you're a slot man. There's three slots, and yep. and I suppose the market's got Artoria second favourite. Has he got the foundation though? Because as great as he was first up, it was off a so, soft tempo. It was. It was a big exertion in the mid race as well. Dynamic last four hundred. I'm attributing the victory overall to the ride because yep. if Zach didn't go between horses, because I had a look at this, if he had gone to the outside and look for clear air to finish off, he might have been best placed. But because he went in between runs and maintained those fast lanes, he was able to get maximum exertion and get the victory right on, on the line, which is fantastic. But mind you, this horse has got a 4.7 in its armour, Ralphie. Another well, that was Caulfield that, Guineas. You mentioned Animo's 5.9. That was the Caulfield Guineas that he ran third to Animo. So yep. that, that's the line up there. And have uh, a look at the okay, speed we'll the horse went at. That day, 6.2 above. The horse yeah, went 6.2 above, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll talk business tomorrow. Um, Animo could have gone to the Ranvit and said he's running the George Ryder, and that makes the Ranvit pretty open as far as the market's concerned, race six. Gold Trip, Moanga, and Dubai Honor are all around about $4, slight leaning to Gold Trip, uh, mid-fours, Moanga and Dubai Honor, but also at single figures, Modophilia and Hinge. How are you seeing this race uh, being run? Wow, this is a tough race. <laughs> this is a really, really tough race, Ralphie, and there's no certainty whichever one of those horses that you've mentioned that if you went down that path, would you be guaranteed a top three finish? That's the challenge of this race. This is – I'm actually really excited about this race because <laughs> this is this is going to be a competition. Why? Of course. Let's start with Gold Trip. I know that. But what did the stable say? What did you say to me, Ralphie, about this wasn't the race they were targeting first up? They were, tar were they targeting this race or some other race? Well, they, ta they were targeting Sydney. Uh, and they said, yeah. look, it's just a kickoff run for him. Uh, they, they they were surprised he was so short. Now, uh, and for the context, for those who didn't hear what we said last time, David Eustace then said, well, I think Steinem's really should be favourite. Well, Steinem beat Gold Trip, but it was a, but it was a crazy race shape, Vince, wasn't it? 
it was crazy. And I had an expectation this horse was going to return well, based off based off the jump out in the trial. And a two point eight first up, second best of the day. Come on, Ralphie. That this this horse ran better than what it did in any of its runs last campaign. Now I know they were wet tracks, right? Yep. But that's the sign and the signal about where they've got this horse. They've got this horse in in an excellent condition. 21 days, not going to be a problem. Now, the question is, where is this horse trending to? So right now, I've just parked it 2.8, saying, okay, that's, that's, that's the run. So somewhere around two and a half or higher is going to be what's needed. And there's the whole batch of horses that can run to that level on their day. And I'm just sitting back here saying, okay, um, is it possible that we can eliminate a couple of horses in our discussion now or not? Uh, you just gave me a flashback, Vince. After his first Australian run, you said there's a serious horse from France. He's got four and a half range. He can win big races here. Well, he got beaten in the nose in the Caulfield Cup, won a Melbourne Cup. So that was the case. So what you're saying is really you've, you've pegged him on a conservative basis. Yeah, I have, Ralphie, because if I go and go straight to fours, it's a no contest and it should be even money. And, I, <laughs> right. and, I, I, yeah, and I'm just saying, oh, hold on, I'm not sure about that. That's why I'm glad that we're chatting now. Is you know, is this the target race or is there another race? And if this is well, one of their main targets, I'm going to say, okay, it's dangerous. I sort of see it this way, Vincent, and again, we're just completely outside the stable, but I think they'd be very keen to put a Group 1 2000 on his CV, but the Good. Queen Elizabeth would be his grand final. Um, or maybe okay. even backing up next week in, in the BMW, but I think they'd be, they'd love oh, as right. a stallion as a stallion to have a two thousand Group One win on the CV. So I think they'd be more than happy to, to win this tomorrow, but probably still with a grand final ahead. Moanga's next. Is Moanga best at a mile? Well, <laughs> the best figure is at a mile, correct? Three point four. So you're right about that, but. This horse is really at two thousand meters has never broken the three barrier, and is that is that going to happen tomorrow? Well, you don't probably need to run plus three if Gold Trip doesn't bring the next level of performance in. If it just runs to its last start, then everything points that you you are going to be competitive. Because look at that last start, uh, the run at Flemington, Ralphie, back in November last year when it produced a two point nine, and even so, the start second Saki off a soft tempo. Yeah, and the, and the start yeah. before was at Mooney Valley, and it was a two point eight. So we can be confident that horse is at that level, right? And yep. he, look at the way the horse has gone this campaign: plus one point two first up at Ramwick, with, with an excellent last eight hundred meters of combined what eight lengths above, and then we've seen a huge turnaround in speed last start when it went plus two. It's gone from minus twelve point five to plus two, so fourteen and a half length improvement in early speed. So. The horse is going to tank out a bit, and the reality is this horse, again, is showing all the hallmarks of running to its number. So I ask you this, Ralphie, can you see this horse finding a length over and above its its previous PB? Can you see that? Like, Do you, do you feel this horse could run the plus four range yourself just on the data that you see? Can you see that? I, well, I think it's 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 a challenge, but I don't think it's impossible because sometimes stallions do keep improving. Yeah. So I look at it like this. If Gold Trip doesn't turn up and a yep. couple of others that we're going to touch on, then two and a half 
to three is going to win you the race and the horse is good enough to win. But if they find – that's why I really was going to just get out of you, Ralphie, is like, now what's this goal with the stable, right? Because if this is one of their two target races, then I'm saying, well, I don't want to be with my hungry. If it's not, then he's not going to be totally screwed down and Annabelle Nushin gets a chance to try and get victory. Yeah, I would think I would think they'd be more keen with, from a in stable intent, given it's a stallion as well. Uh, maybe it's more of a grand final for Moanga than Gold Trip. Okay, if, if we're talking about grand finals, yeah, and that's what I was trying to uh, work yeah. out. Yep. So, do by honour. You reckon this guy is good at targeting Australia? I know stats can can be taken any which way, but I looked at this. He's had ten runners at seven dollars fifty and under in Australia for seven winners. <laughs> William Angus. <laughs> yeah, good at well, the for Australia. He is pretty good, and the and the scary part is this. You know, I've pinned it. You know, like it, where we've got it right now, and that is uh, one point seven. He's just super lightly raced, Ralphie. And come on, you know, like this horse could just explode. This horse could absolutely explode tomorrow and find two or three lengths just instantly. And then what's that mean? If it does that, last preparation, I thought although all sideway runs outside of the first upright run, so I don't know what wasn't right with the horse. But if I go anything before that, I can't mark the horse anything worse than plus 1.7 with a uh, big question mark around it saying, okay, how much can you improve? Because you're a lightly race horse coming from this stable. You could just find immense improvement. And he's he hasn't come here just to have a look. Nice. All right, well, just quickly, uh, how do the mares fit in? Montefiore and Hinged. Well, I reckon there's three horses we're going to touch on. Montefiore, great run last start, 1.6 above, seventh best of the day, just trending in one direction. We know this horse is capable of running three and a half, Ralphie. Yep. So it's got the capability of matching a horse like Gold Trip tomorrow and making it a serious contest. So you have to give respect. This is why I'm saying the race is what it is, right? When we look at Hinged, okay, Hinged is going to come off the front. And unfortunately for me, even though I do like horses on pace, right, I probably don't like it on pace tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> in this in this race, right, in this race, right, just going to be the sitting duck to monster closes, right? So that's my negative with that horse. Could it be capable of going all the way and leading all the way and win? Well, it depends on what James does through the first section. Maybe he's going to see himself uh, try and give himself a big edge and go slowly early. Again, I look at the 400 metres and the 800 metre sprint. The horse doesn't have it against this field, right, tomorrow. So something, you know, crazy has to happen. But what about Al Bogodon? What do we do with this horse? No, seriously, what do we do with this horse? Well, he started short the market in the Cox Plate for a reason, didn't he? Yeah, I mean... Blinker's first time tomorrow. 4.3 above, Ralphie. Are we serious? That, that day talent. at Mooney Valley? Yeah. Well, he's a horse that could beat Gold Trip, right? If we're looking about the fours. Yep. He's already got it. The others have to get there. That was on wet ground. He's got a lot of wet ground in his profile as well from overseas. Uh, is, is, have he, can he, we be definitive about him on, on a dry track? Well, I can't be definitive on a wet track because his WTI <laughs> is only 3.3. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So See. the question is, oh, oh, let, let's let's look at we we know Walla well, Ralphie. Yeah. Look at the first look at the first up run, fourteen hundred, fourteen point four lengths below benchmark. Are you kidding me? 
What's he doing? He's doing his absolute typical strategy, monster move in the mid-race to get conditioning. So he, he improves his speed by 16.7 lengths, finishes off the last 400 metres with a plus 4.9. Beautiful. Steps the horse up 200 metres. He gets beaten seven and a half and it looks like he's going horrible. Okay. Let's let's put it let's put the facts on the table now. The horse has improved the early speed of fourteen point two lengths. You, come on, Ralphie. You you <laughs> you go out and have your second up run and you're gonna go more than two seconds faster, right? Over more ground, and you don't believe you're gonna get tired? Yeah, you're gonna get tired. Now, this is the part, the golden nugget. Between the four and the two, the horse lost three point two lengths, Ralphie. So you know what that tells me? He rebounded over the last 200 and improved his speed. This horse should have run somewhere near benchmark, therefore improving on the last run and is set to run. Uh, am I right? Am I reading that correctly, Blinkers? Blinkers first time, yep. Oh, oh, yeah, this is the game at the moment, Ralphie, that's going on, man. He's got Blinkers first time, and I'm saying 4.3. Is this the horse at the, the golden odds? Is this the horse? I'll leave you with well, that. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I will watch. Chris Waller puts out a video every Friday. I'm going to watch this for this reason too because I can't help thinking he's running hinged as the lead into the Doncaster back-in trip. Maybe maybe the stable elect is actually this horse. Ralphie, and, and you've got Huey on board. Come on, man. <laughs> are, are you serious? There are, we go. Are we potentially <laughs> missing a golden nugget? Are we? Seven, is it $17, $20? Something like that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a no-joke horse. All right. Let's go to the Rose Hill Guineas. We can talk for two hours in these fields. I, know, so I love good. it. So, yep, a race four in the program here. Peeling back the, the, uh, peeling back the uh, setup here, if we go back two runs for Elliptical and Lindemann, they're the mm-hmm. ones who should be favourite, not Pericles, off his big last run. But his last run was a turn of foot setup. Talk about uh, Gold Trip's race. Well, it was the complete opposite. It was same track, same distance, but they walked and he, he, he looked fantastic sprinting away from inferior opposition. Different setup tomorrow, up to 2,000. Uh, Lindemann is the third favourite, but was fantastic uh, in, in winning two starts back and then ran a huge race. Oh, Vince, but, uh, for those who got the 50s in the, go- in the round with Guineas, <laughs> and the elliptical was dynamic first up. Someone might have a ticket at uh, hundreds, by the way, in the, go- in the race of Guineas tomorrow. Um, oh. and <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got the overs got against me again, Vince. But uh, elliptical uh, was fantastic at Flemington first up, then in the uh, Australian Guineas, maybe a little bit sideways. How are you pulling apart this race? Yeah. Well, it's a contest, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no matter how you look at it, it is a contest. The challenge is there, but I firstly just got to come back, and I'm I'm understanding exactly what you're saying about Pericles. This was no surprise. The horse, you know, producing the performance it did last start. We know it's got the capacity to run in that plus one range. It's trending to that, Ralphie. It's doing everything that you need to see. I mean, that both. Both runs have been excellent last 400 metres. 5.8 last start, 5.5 above the start before. The mid-race squeeze first up was excellent. There was only a modest one second up. Again, you've got a big turnaround and early speed of almost seven lengths, which does play a role. He was probably lucky he didn't get the big move in the mid-race. So he looks set to run to his top. And his top at the moment is, of course, 1.1. Can he go beyond that? Well... He has to, Ralphie. 
it's got to go to a new PB realistically if he's going to win because Lindemann and Elliptical, from a class point of view, they're already rock solid horses in the mid two ranges, and this isn't going to race that isn't going to be a race that's run brutally. It's going to absolutely suit Lindemann and Elliptical, and therefore they are the right starting points in terms of where you need to be as the horses to beat. Now the only reason why I'm probably sort of thinking, you know, why are they slightly longer is their question marks about Lindemann getting two thousand meters. Well, I, I can't see that. I can't see it at all. There's nowhere in, fact, in the data. The yep. Yeah, just just on that on that that big first that big run two starts back, and the yep. wallet communication, and then being soft in the day in the round with guineas yes. on a soft track. I think the communication was this is actually what its grand final is. Yep, I agree. Totally agree with you. And it's got that run out the way, and you know. And this is one of the key ingredients you've got to look for when you're looking at horses that are venturing up to 2,000 metres first time. It's very important to understand what's their sustained speed like over 1,000 metres. Because if you've only got 800 metres of sustained speed, it may not be enough depending on the – because you're going to be governed by race shape then. In other words, if they go really slowly and you've got great sustained speed over the last 800 metres, you're going to run 2,000. But if there's run with a little bit of pressure – and, you know, a bit of pressure for me, I'm just talking benchmark, I'm not talking anything crazy, right? Then you, if you've got to be able to demonstrate 1,000 metres sustained speed. So now let's have a look at this horse. His overall 1,400 metres of sustained speed, 7.7. His 1,000 metres sustained speed is in excess of 8. So that gives me clear clarity that this horse will have absolutely no issues running 2,000 metres. And I'm talking about 2,000 metres at a good speed. I don't know if it's going to be a good speed tomorrow. They might just roll steady eddy below benchmark because it yep. might be a race of tactics. Because Nash is too smart, Ralphie. <laughs> he's way too smart. If he, if he doesn't have to apply pressure early, he's not going to do it. He'll, he might just pull the trigger like a Kerry McAvoy uh, or Williams and says, I'm going to ignite the fire at the 1,000 and ma- turn it into a contest. And then that's going to be pressure for everyone else. Elliptical, on the other hand, when we look at that horse, that's the other key horse for sure, Ralphie. Again, I look at its profile. Well, we know this horse can already run 2,000 metres. It's already proven it. He's also proven that he's got excellent um, capability of changing up speed. You just look at that Flemington run back in November last year. went from 7.5 below to plus 4 between the 8 and the 400. Still broke benchmark over the last 400 metres with a 2.3 length slowdown. So this is a no-joke horse either, and it has to be highly respected. So me, on where I'm sitting right now, I don't believe the market's got it right who's at the top. I'm not saying that Pericles shouldn't be top three in the market. I'm just surprised that it owns the podium spot. Nice. A bit of value there to think about for tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow we will talk business, and we're going to bang through the races quickly. It'll be your uh, your accompaniment to the final edition of Race Speed Profiles. In, in the meantime, thanks so much for tuning in to Year Round Carnival Preview Podcast. Hopefully we've given you some good insights to think about. 